You've heard our open themes with listeners talking about their vocations. New Hampshire shepherdesses love to listen to issues, etc. Or what they're doing while listening to issues, etc. New parents love listening to issues, etc. In the middle of the night. We're looking for more of these elements to include in our open themes. Tell us about your vocation, hobby, or what you do while listening to Issues Etc. Call the Issues Etc. comment line 24-7 at 618-223-8382. If you make a mistake, just start over. 618-223-8382. Thanks for listening, and thanks for contributing to Issues Etc. 618 618- Two two three eighty three eighty two. Since the Dobbs decision last year. The media have been in overdrive. They've been searching and finding any story that they can to highlight the damaging effects of the Dobbs decision. The latest from a Journal of the American Medical Association, a report that purports to say that women have been suffering mental health problems since the Dobbs decision. Dr. Michael New joins us. We're going to be talking about this new study in the Journal of the American Medical Association. He's visiting assistant professor of social research and political science at the Catholic University of America, senior associate scholar at the Charlotte Lozier Institute, Paige Comstock Cunningham Fellow with Americans United for Life, and a columnist for National Review Online. Dr. New, welcome back. Thanks for having me. Much appreciated. So tell us about this recent article in JAMA that caught your attention. Sure. It claims that... uh in women living in what they call trigger states. These are states where pro-life laws would automatically take effect. They found there were higher rates of anxiety and depression among women in both after the leak of the Dobbs decision and after the Dobbs decision itself. So they found that the likely enforcement of pro-life laws and the actual force of these laws made women more anxious and more likely to be depressed. Where did this article get its data? During the COVID pandemic, the Center for Disease Control started doing a study on emotional health. And they did this very widespread survey where they asked people about their emotional health. Do they feel anxious, depressed? So there was this nationwide survey done by the CDC. That's where the authors got the data from. Who would tend to respond to a survey on Dobbs and mental health on women? How could that skew the results? Well, I think it's interesting. I think that, you know, survey responses typically are not random. I think people who are angry or upset or frustrated are more likely to respond to a survey. So I think that skews the results. I think that women who are upset about the decision were probably more likely to respond than women who weren't or were actually happy about it. I think that uh, skews the results and, uh, and may mislead people. And what was the response rate on this survey again? Yeah, the response rate was very low. The response rate of the survey was 6%. So when you do a nationwide survey and you only get a 6% response rate, you know, it's very likely that 6% may not be representative of the rest of the population. These may be people with time on their hands, people who are bored, or more likely, people are just angry about Dobbs. And again, I think that likely skews the results. 
What other methodological flaws are there in this JAMA piece? Well, first, I mean, they compare pro-life states to the rest of the country, but some of the states that they count as pro-life states didn't actually enact strong pro-life policies after Dobbs. They count Wyoming, they count Utah, neither state enacted or at least enforced a strong pro-life law after Dobbs. Additionally, there's some other states that did enact strong pro-life laws after Dobbs, including Alabama, Kentucky, and West Virginia. They did not count these states as pro-life states. So they count some states that didn't enact pro-life policies and miss some states that did. And that's also a methodological flaw in the study. So bottom line, how big of a difference did women report in their mental health after Dobbs? It was very marginal. They used like a 12-point scale to evaluate mental health, and they found that in states that had these pro-life laws take effect, mental health might have worsened by like a sixth of a point on average. So it was very marginal. It wasn't like there was a massive crisis. You're talking about a sixth of a point on a 12-point scale. How would you accurately attempt to measure a change in mental health? Better metrics of mental health would include suicides, would include suicide attempts, would include appointments with mental health professionals, would include prescriptions that would ease mental health symptoms. These, I think, are far better metrics of mental health than the survey. Why have the media been repeating the JAMA claim uncritically? You know, I think the media tends to report on a lot of studies uncritically, which is unfortunate. You know, they don't reach out to pro-life scholars or pro-life researchers. And I think that the mainstream media just has a vested interest in trying to make pro-life laws look bad. I think they're always eager to hype up studies that purportedly show that pro-life laws have some kind of negative impact, when in reality, the reverse is often true, and they don't really make it a point to get both sides of the issue. What do you make, this is the second time we've talked about JAMA articles that were pretty easy to poke holes in. What do you make of JAMA's standards for publication? Well, I think this is a little bit better than the study which claimed that over 64,000 children were conceived in rape in pro-life states. I mean, that was just chunk science. You know, this study, you know, did collect some data, did analyze the data rigorously. But again, I think that there just need to be a lot of caveats. The mental health changes were very marginal. And again, the fact that this survey only had a 6% response rate does raise concerns. So I wish the authors had been a bit more guarded. I don't think it provides solid proof that mental health worsened in states that went ahead and enacted strong pro-life laws after Dobbs. Dr. Michael News, visiting assistant professor of social research and political science at the Catholic University of America, senior associate scholar at the Charlotte Lozier Institute, Paige Comstock Cunningham fellow with Americans United for Life, and a columnist for National Review Online. Dr. New, thank you very much. Thanks again. Thanks for having me. When we return on this Monday, February the 5th, we're going to talk about female pastors, empathy, and feminism with Dr. Joseph Rigney, a fellow of theology at New St. Andrews College. I'm Todd Wilkin. Stay tuned. Listen to the best of the church's music for the Epiphany season at LutheranPublicRadio.org. Sacred music for the Epiphany season, 24-7. LutheranPublicRadio.org.
Here's an easy way for you to help us cast ChristNet on the internet. Subscribe, rate, and review the Issues Etc. podcast with your podcast provider. Type Issues Etc. in your podcast provider, hit the subscription button, and leave us a five-star review. This will make it easier for other podcast listeners to find Issues Etc. Help us reach more listeners in 2024. Subscribe, rate, and review Issues Etc. today. The Lutheran Church Missouri Synod's Life Ministry cares for pregnant women sharing the love of Christ. Listen to Pastor Ed DeWitt with Redeeming Life Outreach Ministries. One of the first residents we had said to me, Pastor, why do you do this? And I said, just stick with me through this class. And when we're done, you'll understand completely. Many of the women, as they go through the instruction, when we get to that part about baptism, they're like, Pastor, I want that for my baby. I want my baby to be adopted into God's family. God's mission here, lcms.org slash national mission. Defending life from beginning to end. You're listening to Issues Etc. Our Christian faith is under constant attack, and we must be proactive in keeping our children in the church. At Faith Lutheran School in Plano, Texas, we believe that an education rooted in God's Word is one that stands against the very gates of hell. Nothing in this world is more important. Offering a rigorous classical Lutheran education, we provide in-person and live online remote learning opportunities for preschool through grade 12. To learn more, visit flsplano.org, flsplano.org. Not everyone is comfortable with new technology. Dial-A Podcast gives all generations of your congregation an easy way to hear your sermons or even devotionals and Bible studies. Once you've completed a simple one-time setup, we take care of the rest. All your congregants have to do is dial the number from any phone to listen to your latest podcast, all at no additional cost to them. Dial a podcast. Extend the reach of your sermons. Get started at dialapodcast.com now. The Substitute Organist Service has been a great blessing for our worship life here at Christ the King Lutheran in Riverview, Florida. Pastor Kevin Yoakum on the Substitute Organist Service. Now our organ plays rich liturgical music every single Sunday, and it's very affordable. You pick the hymns, you pick the liturgies. It's very simple. Just know when to push play. You can find out more about the Substitute Organist Service at churchmusicsolutions.com, churchmusicsolutions.com.